Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. And Nathan, would you say we're living during a time of good-looking cars or ugly cars? Uh, I'm on the fence on that, but I'm going to say they're uglier more than good-looking, if that makes us, you know, they're, they're not as passionate as they used to be, right? And that's kind of my issue. Well, our friends at Jalopnik recently did a list where they asked their readers, what are the ugliest cars you can buy right now? And they put together 15 cars, so we're going to go through that list, Nathan. Yeah. We are going to talk about whether we think they're ugly or not. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're going to um, come up with our own list. Yeah, I have a couple extras definitely to add to this. And um, I, I've looked at this list, and it, it, these are the readers, not the Jalopnik guys themselves. This is what their readers say. And you'll notice there's a trend that keeps repeating. But before we do that, Roman, I wanted to bring up something very interesting. What's that? Behavior behind the wheel. Okay, what do okay. you got? So, it's something that I just didn't really notice. My son pointed this out to me recently when I was driving him, that I do something, when I because I drink a lot of coffee, right? And when I'm driving, I space the coffee away from my face when I know I'm coming up to a bump. Oh, yeah. That's Often. Smart. And he, he says that I have a certain pattern to the way I drink my coffee, where I do a sip, a remove, a stare, a sip, a remove, and stare. And I'm thinking to myself, my kid noticed this? He doesn't even notice the fact that I'm bald. So he notices how you're drinking But he coffee. notices how I'm drinking coffee as I drive along in the car. So, I don't know, I was just kind of curious if you guys have patterns that other people have noticed when you're driving. I actually have noticed that my wife does something, too. What's that? So, she, when she hits her turn signal, on the rare occasion that she actually uses it, yeah. she does the same thing. She hits her signal, then she looks to see. Uh, if anybody's around her, as opposed to looking and then hitting their signal. I know that sounds strange, but when you look over your shoulder and to see if you're going to go into a lane, and then you hit your signal, in my mind, that's a little bit more, you're being cautious. Because if you hit your signal right when someone's on your flank, you might freak them out or whatever, so you wait until they pass, and then you hit your signal, right? Yeah. She does the opposite. She does the exact opposite of that. That's weird. Yeah. that's that's. So I do a couple of weird things. I think I don't know if they're weird, but... I know what I do. So, for instance, when there's a zipper merge, right? Mm-hmm. Which apparently a lot of people don't know how to do. And <laughs> nobody knows how to do it. <laughs> you let someone in front of you and they let it. So, yeah, it's it's like a freaking zipper. A zipper, yeah. A zipper is you don't, there's no, uh, there's a yield, but there's no stop. And people think it's a stop. <laughs> but there's this long runway that you have to actually merge into moving traffic. Right. And people, for some reason, think that they can't do that. They can't accelerate. And usually, even if there's a lot of traffic, the traffic will move to let you in. Right, but people yeah. just come to a complete stop and then 1,500 cars behind them can no longer move. It's just a silly thing. Anyway, what I like to do as a, as a just a nice reward is when somebody lets me in on a zipper merge, I kind of, I just did it now. I just yeah, a little, little wave. wave. Yeah. I give them a little wave as a thank you. I, I always wave when someone lets me in when I know it's a little bit of a hassle. Yeah. Or if I pulled into a lane and I could tell that they were moving real fast up on me and they didn't flip me off. So that's like their reward. Hey, thank you for not flipping me off and letting me in your lane. So Crazy thing, here in Colorado, if you ride a motorcycle, mm. uh, which I do, <laughs> all bikes kind of do a left-hand wave to each other. Yeah. Which sounds really kind of like part of the community, like a Jeep wave. 
until you've done it for like the 5,000th time on, a, on a, like a nice bike ride on the weekend and you get really tired of it because it's, it's like every time you got to look for more, you, you're, you're, you're now not enjoying the ride, you're waiting for motorcycles so you could wave to them. It gets a little out of control and then if you don't wave, you feel like you're being a dick, right? Because, yeah. So you have to wave and so it actually makes riding a motorcycle in this state a little bit less fun. Not that I don't want to wave to you, but I really don't need to wave to every motor. I get it. Why don't you just do two fingers up on, on top of your throttle? Two fingers. There you go. I'm done. You know, you gotta, the, you why do you have to drop you, it you down? Gotta, you gotta go down here. You don't, you don't like go down. Because kind of. then you take your eyes off the road. You buy, you motorcyclists, you guys are crazy. You're cannibals. What are you doing? I'm just saying. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. It's just something that my kid noticed. And it's like, wow, you noticed that. I heard a really good quote on TV the other day. Uh, I was watching the, like, a, like a mystery series. Uh, and in the show, uh, one of the detectives was riding uh, a Royal Enfield. Those are really cool bikes. Oh, yeah, they are. I've, I've seen them. And I'm not going to tell you the series because if I give you the cars, you'll probably know. So let's see if you can guess. So she was riding a Royal Enfield. And the lead detective, and this takes place in Europe, which is really cool. And I won't tell you where because that really gives it away, uh, drives an XJ, an old Cherokee. Oh, that's okay. pretty cool, huh? It's in Europe. Was it a diesel? I don't know. Ah, because that would give it away. There was one scene in the season this year where the headliner was falling down. And I, <laughs> that's, that's about right. That's about right. Wow, that's really on. Yeah, <laughs> that's really on. Anyway, uh, she makes a comment. Yes, like, why are you riding a motorcycle? And she says, and this is, I think, really smart. She says, you know, four wheels are for the body, but two wheels are for the soul. Yeah, especially when you get scraped up off the pavement. That soul is definitely flying up gone. to heaven. Yeah. That soul is long gone. But I thought that was actually really uh, insightful and fun. I am thinking about getting my motorcycle's license. Are you? Yeah, I used to ride a long time ago. Yeah, I was thinking about it. My wife forget is forbidding it. But oh, we are. We are. You know what you can do? Huh. You don't have to get your motorcycle endorsement. Get like one of those high-powered electric bikes. There's this weird gray space now. It used to be that like electric bikes were like regular bikes, mm -hmm. and they were like you know uh, governed to like 28 miles an hour. Not anymore, right? Like, yeah, you like, can go like 50. Like the K. Yeah, these are basically motorcycles for the road that people. People wheelie and ride on sidewalks. Yeah. It's crazy, and the legislation is not caught up with it. Uh, so if you want to basically ride a motorcycle, get, get yourself one of those powerful electric e-bikes. I think that, that they're governed the same way anything that's 49 cc's or under. They're not. They're not even, not yeah. even governed. As far that as way. I know, they're, yeah. Yeah, they're, it's kind of the Wild West. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I want, though. Yeah. With a motorcycle? Uh, you're or maybe, all. maybe it is, but uh, I don't think. I want, I want the two-wheel drive Ural. Yeah. Yeah, the Russian bike. Yeah, I know. With, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? The sidecar? Yes, That's I That's perfect for someone who's unbalanced as I am. So, both so this, is a, this is a copy of a BMW. Uh, well, I can't afford the damn off. BMW. Um, That's a $30,000 bike, whereas in the Russian one, I can get for about ten grand. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, I was talking to a journalist who went on a program to, to, to actually test drive the Ural from the factory. Yeah. Uh, and um, so BMW had put this, like, trick uh, differential on it. Basically, mm -hmm. an open diff, right? Yeah. Uh, but you all didn't do that, <laughs> so I guess solid like, axle. Well, like ten journalists uh, left the <laughs> left the gates of the Euro factory, and about five of them ended up in a ditch because when they went to turn left, the bike went straight. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hear you have to be very patient with, with with left turns or something like that. And right turns, if you accelerate it, makes it easier or something. Well, anyway, it's a it's just a distant dream. I have many others, including boats. So let's get on to this list. Um, oh, by, we, by the way, one yeah. other thing I do when I'm really tired, mm. I scooch up on my seat. You do that when you're like if you're on a long road trip. I kind of scooch up and kind of hunch over the wheel. I know that's not the best way to drive. Well, no, I, I always it kind of stretches my back. What I do is, you know, I, I you and I, one thing we, we sit very similarly with one exception is that you do the absolute maximum pressure with your uh, lumbar, lumbar, right? Like yeah. as if a basketball stuff behind your back. Yeah, for me, a, a lumbar is just, you know, if, without it, I'm, I'm absolutely miserable because I've got a bad back. Mm -hmm. uh, I rolled a BMW into a tree, an M3 into a tree, and ever since then, my back has been pretty hosed up. In fact, uh, my spine is not straight, Nathan, it's crooked. Well, we've all done that. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's... Wait, yeah, wait, 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 not... But you spent time in the hospital, I feel Not in the moral sense. No, okay, you mean like physically. Yes. Yeah, you actually oh, were yeah, in the yeah. hospital for like time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's pretty hosed up. So that lumbar support is hugely important. And you right. know what I hate? Here's mm -hmm. another thing I hate. This is like, like we're starting with a woman and Nathan rant. Yeah, and, well, but why not? You know, you guys like this. I, I hate cars where they cheap out on the lumbar support on the passenger side. <laughs> that does kind of suck, doesn't it? Because there really isn't that much. Well, it, was just, it was just something we had that, that had that, where it was on the driver's side, but then the second you got on the passenger side, uh, it wasn't there. 
Uh, I think you know what I think it is. Hmm. I think it's that uh, Land Rover LR3 that Tommy bought. That we bought. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's got lumbar support on the driver's side, but not on the passenger side. Well, because the British feel that everybody else who sits aside from the, you know the driver is is basically a peasant. It doesn't deserve to be treated properly. So yes. there you go. No lumbar for you. Uh, but see, what I do on a long trip is that the lumbar steadily goes up for me. Oh. So like I, I because I, I use no lumbar because I'm a big fat guy, and so progressively as I push my back forward, it's like it changes the circulation yeah. and changes the way I feel as I'm going long. And you know me, I love going super long distance. Yeah, and you're, I'll, you're, I'll you're, go six hours at a time. You but are, you're a monster I'll, for that. But but I like doing that. The lumbar is just like eventually jacking it up and. You know, I, I don't know why. I, don't, I just, that's what I do. The other thing I love, we'll get to this. Hey, uh, yeah. It's fine. No, These fine. people come out. You just hang you can out fast forward. You're fine. Yeah, you fast forward, hang out with us, and have some fun. The other thing I love, and uh, this is a, like a guilty pleasure of mine, yeah. right? Like, you know, some people love heated steering wheels. In the winter, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. I got it. Wrapping your hands around a warm steering yeah. wheel. And, and some companies, like, Stellantis, Ram, for instance, they do those wheels so hot that you will, you will, you will, you can burn an egg. You can, yeah. burn, you can cook an egg out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, heated and cooled seats are really luxurious. Yeah, too. it's nice to have. Yeah, right. but there's one thing I love more than that, and it's not massaging. I hate massage. You know what massaging seats are, right? They've got these little like, like uh, bags that fill up with air. Yeah, the bladders. They're the bladders, bladders yeah. and they can fill up like you know, in sequence or out of sequence. Yeah. And, and every time I turn on massaging seats, all I see are these little bags. Going, Right, I, I don't feel like anybody's massaging me. I just feel like these bladders are inflating and well, you can't pay them for full service either, frankly. So <laughs> sorry, kids. so so it, does, it doesn't seem like it's getting you know. It, it I, anyway, I hate regular massages too. So it's not like wow. The seat anyway. What I love, the part I love, uh, is when they have the lower part of the seat that extends. Yeah, uh, BMW does that. Yeah, especially when it kind of rolls out. Kind of I love out. that when they roll out. The uh -huh. old, remember the old school ones was just like a panel that you would yeah, shove. Yeah, it was out. like a little, uh, like a little thing in between your legs, right? The little. Well, I think the tall that, people. That you, could, that you could, that you could open. It yeah, up. yeah. But I, I have this weird body where you know my legs and my body are shorter than, like my body is tall, my legs are short, uh, but. The shortness in my legs is not, it's, it's after my knees. What's your inseam? It's got to be like 34, though. Oh, it's right? tight on 32. No sh Yeah. Kidding. Yeah, no. It's tight no, mine's 31. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, anyway, <gasps> anyway, I just love when I can, you know, extend that seat. Cushion. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the biggest problems I have with um, Chevy trucks, right? That that seat cushion is not long enough. Yeah, you think that, the, I think that they've addressed it a little bit. They've gotten better, but, but, but yeah, it's I got to tell you that uh, Chevrolet still, I mean, GM across the board, GMC and Cadillac are better, you know, but they're more expensive seats, obviously, and, and they seem a little bit more cushy. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, Chevrolet seats. One thing I will say, one final thing for me, though, yeah. Mercedes-Benz does one thing I really like, but it's only on their convertibles. It's the air sock. Do you remember those? Oh, God, yeah. Wasn't those, that so nice? Oh, yeah. The, but uh, only for winter conditions. The air scarf, the warm scarf that blows warm air over your, uh, in the convertibles, over the back of your neck. It, it's just glorious. It's great. If you mix that with the massage thing, you don't even need a wife. Um, <laughs> you, you're just cruising along. You have this warm tendrils, like, reaching through your neck and giving you this wonderful feeling. And it could be below freezing outside. You could have the top down. People are looking at you like you're nuts. And at the same time, you have the massage seats going. It's bliss. So you know how Nissan calls their seats um, no, zero gravity. Zero gravity. Yeah. I kind of thought that was just a marketing term. No, know? they're great. But yeah, I just thought I was like being a jaded journalist. I was like, oh, that's just a good name for uh, just another basic seat. And then my wife recently had to fly to Chicago, which she didn't have to. She went to visit her sisters, uh -huh. and she needed to rent a car, um, and she rented a Sentra. And the first comment out of her mouth was, "Oh my God, I love the seats." They are fantastic. So maybe but I'm only wrong. Up Sorry, front. Nissan. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, I shouldn't have like been a jaded journalist and called it a marketing term. Maybe it really is real. No, I, and I, but I've always gone by, you know, stated that Nissan seats, as long as you are, it's just the type of foam they use. That's all. It's a good foam. It's a very good like memory foam, and it's very comfortable. They're smart to do that. T to me, forever the standard, the gold standard for seats was a Volvo. Volvo did just like ergonomically 
and posture, really? posturally, at least for my posture. Yeah, for your posture. Yeah. Correct seats, right? I and they thought had they the, were very firm. And they had this concave, like, head cushion. That I liked. That was just super, you know, where you just put your head back and you're like, if I do this for much longer, I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah, yeah that, that, that part I did like, yeah. And now the new, uh, I think BMW and Mercedes, probably an Audi do this, they put little pillows, <laughs> right? They have the head cushion yeah, and there's a little do... tiny pillow, the softest pillow. It's like They're super soft, but don't they seem like they're going to discolor over a very short amount of time, especially the white ones? Yeah, they, they kind of hang there. Yeah. And, 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 but there's, I mean, I don't know, maybe you feel like they're folded with, you know, they fill them with uh, unicorn farts. <laughs> I was going to say something a little less, you know, the, the, the tears of children, but okay, you want to go with unicorn farts. Yeah, they're fine. so comfy and cushy. and <laughs> They're very comfortable cushy. I'm glad you equate that with unicorn uh, flagellants. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, I can get, you know, I can pretend whatever I want a unicorn fart to be. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's fair enough. Okay. It's a fantasy animal, so it's my fantasy that they fill those Mercedes uh, cushions with unicorn farts. Before we move on, yes. I, I did want to also bring up, uh, guys, thank you so much for your support on uh, Patreon. You guys have helped us make this channel grow quite a bit. Uh, we're almost up to our 200th episode on both uh, talk and truck, and that's because of you. So thank you very much for everything that you guys have done. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a big deal for us. Plus, we're able to pay our mortgage. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And if you <laughs> want to support us, just head on over to patreon.com slash tflcar. Yep. I was going to read you this email. Uh, you keep talking. It's okay. Fine. Well, uh, how about I start the list as you find the email? We okay. can always yeah, start with up. 15, though. Uh, okay, well, so we're going to start with 15 and move our way forward. Uh, now, 15, now bear, bear in mind, once again, uh, this is from our friends at Jalopnik, and this is from their readers. Uh, they did a survey, and this is what they said. So this is not us. Um, number 15, in terms of the ugliest vehicles that are currently being built, Mercedes-Benz GLE 63S. I disagree on this 100%. I think there's uglier Mercedes out there. But what do you think? I mean, Mercedes-Benz GLE... I think uh, it's not too bad. I think the GL, uh, any of the EQ vehicles that look like bars of soap, right? That's different. I couldn't find the email. Yeah. Uh, I'll get to it later. Um, um, you know, they're kind of not on the pretty. I mean, but this is the GLE. This is yeah, I think the GLE is fine. But yeah. the EQ, I'm gonna go. This is the only Mercedes. I think the EQ uh, sedans actually are okay. Mm, yeah. Uh, uh, but the EQ. Um, the SUVs. The SUVs are just, yeah, yeah. It's the front end that really gets me on. Yeah. Uh, the back isn't so bad, but it's the way they, that it's just a droopy, kind of melted on plastic type nose. Yeah, I know it's for aerodynamics, but honestly, this is Mercedes-Benz. They've made some of the most alluring cars ever, and yet they've done this, and I just don't find this to be passable. Yeah. And the other weird thing, like, you know, like to me, the best of those is probably the EQS. Uh, and by the way, those are bargains, Nathan. I want to get one of those. Okay. The EQS um, rear-wheel drive now was like a year ago. If you bought one, new one hundred and ten, fifteen thousand dollars. You mm -hmm. can get those now for seventy thousand. They've dropped literally like forty thousand in a year or two. It's incredible. You mean European cars drop in value? Electric <laughs> Mercedes, yeah. Say it isn't so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it's also weird because I always feel like. The exterior designers didn't talk with the interior guys because the interior on those Mercedes are just glamorous. Yeah, I'm you know, not sure how uh -huh. I feel about the hyperscreen. The hyperscreen. Okay, okay, the hyperscreen. Forget the hyperscreen. If don't you, if you hyperscreen. go without the hyperscreen, yeah. it's fantastic. Exactly. I agree 100%. With the hyperscreen, I don't like it. Those little vent controls. Oh my god, they're beautiful. The oh way my they, god, they're it's so just, it's, art deco. It's, yeah, they, just angels designed those. So it's it, there's an imbalance that's happening right now. I have a feeling that Mercedes. Unlike, say, Audi and some of the other companies out there, I think that they're just about to start on their new design path, and we're going to see that very soon, because right now, they're aware of the fact, I mean, I've even talked to their engineers, like, yeah, we know people think our cars are ugly. So hopefully, they're going to go to this next level very soon with the electric vehicles, because they're building the hell out of electric cars. And that, uh, well, it wasn't a concept, it was a real car they built, the EQXX, I think it was. I yeah, it was. which gets an amazing range. And that had a beautiful Coke bottle shape, and I'm like, well, why don't you go with that design language? Instead of the bar of soap, you know? Mm, I think there's a lot of reasons it has to do with packaging and how they're doing it and, and getting it through certain types of t uh, crash tests and blah, blah, blah. But I think that they will improve soon. They better. Uh, the next... Hey, I totally hey, disagree hey, with you. If this you want an EQS, wait a year or two, and that thing's going to be down until like... Yeah, 40 grand. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the next one here, I completely disagree with. I think it's a good-looking car. They say the Kia EV6. 
Yeah, I've got a caveat for that, and this you're not you're probably not going to agree with this. Okay. But I'll, I'll I'll explain the caveat. I just saw I just went home uh, to get the drone, which I had left in the car by accident. Yeah. Uh, I had to bring it back, um, and I saw an EV6 driving down the road. And I thought to myself, well, what a handsome car! Yes. It's just it just looks modern. It looks and, Italian to me. Um, you know, in futuristic. The right. Yeah. And the, the, the caveat is, I think the EV6 GT is overwrought. I think oh. I, I feel like I feel like. When you turn it into a GT, right, when you make it much more track-oriented, it just becomes too much, right? You've got this kind of this very smooth, beautiful uh, flowing design, and then you start adding these, like, lime green brakes to it, you know, because apparently... I, I agree the lime green, okay, I, I'll agree with you there, but the rest of it I think you haven't taken from Geritol today. And, and then the other problem with the GT is I just think it's too much. I think that, that chassis can't handle all that power. Mm. I think they, you know, they put the Tesla Model Y... Uh, uh, Performance into their site. Yeah, uh, but I just don't think the chassis is designed so uh, it's almost too fast I know that sounds weird because we love speed and we love power I think it um, handles great though for for what it for an it's electric heavy, car. It's heavy. Yeah, and the range isn't there in the in the GT it's I like agree, but that, but that has nothing to do with the aesthetics. This is all about aesthetics. Yeah, yeah. and I agree with you with the line the, the, the green is a little weird I, I, Maybe that has to do with I don't know being and, electric and, and I'm, look dude. I'm getting old and I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna raise my hand I'm getting old and comfortable uh, And I don't like those seats in the GT either. They're too and, and they're they're nothing compared to like a M3 comp performance seat, right? That oh, had, with that weird plastic thing that has the ball plastic thing. That made no sense to me at all, other right. than capturing your scrotum. Yeah, it yeah. Made no sense. Uh, and so I, I'm getting to the point in my life where I like to be comfortable in a car, uh, and I'm not going to be tracking it, so I don't need all that lateral support. And let's face it, I'm a little girthy <laughs> in the wrong direction. Yeah, hello. <laughs> I, I totally yeah. And, and those sports seats just just hurt. Yeah, yeah. They. Especially if you think about who actually is buying these vehicles. Let's move on to the next one. Another one that I don't fully agree with, although there are some issues, uh, and that's the Toyota number 13, the Toyota GR Supra. Um, have you seen the FT, I think it's FTX concept version of that? No. That pre, the predecessor to the actual production model yeah, beautiful. was was awesome, yeah. beautiful looking, really really nice. And then when they came out the Supra, it was watered down. And I agree with people saying it's watered down, but at the same time, I don't think it's an ugly car. I think it's striking. It's just a little polarizing. Yeah, um, you know, my problem with the GR Supra is not the looks, it's the headroom. Uh, once again, I do not fit. And the biggest problem I have, and this is a design... I agree with you there. This is a d design decision where they made the uh, roof kind of come down too far. Oh, so that the, they taper back. So when you look, you're looking on the side, you're looking into the roof instead yeah. of looking out the window. Yeah, if you're tall, or even remotely tall, you, you have a hard time with it. Not only that, but I have to push the seat all the way back. I'm not as tall as Roman, yet the seat has to go all the way back, and when it's back, it squeaks. Um, and that's been in every Supra I've been in. Well, because it, it hits the back It, it rubs against the bulkhead, bulkhead. right, yeah. exactly. And um, it's yeah. a real, it's yeah, unfortunate. that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. But, but in this case, it's really noticeable, especially because that's a car that's really built to be thrown around a corner. Look, I love the design of it because it doesn't look like a BMW, right? You get inside True, of it. True, it does not. And, and everything is BMW, right? The, yeah, the, even the shifter. The shifter is BMW, the radio is BMW, the steering wheel is BMW, so it's nice not to have a BMW-like design, like a Z4, on the outside. Yeah. So I, I really think, you know, that is probably uh, one of the best-looking Toyotas out there right now uh, in terms of sports cars. Uh, I mean, the GR Corolla uh, is cool, but let's face it, it's basically just a hot hatch. Fooey, I love it. It's not bad. I love it. I saw one yesterday, finally. I saw one in the wild. Yeah, and, and striking with the blistered fenders. It's, it's, not, it's not bad. It's like an angry but, but terrier. The Supra looks like there's actually, like, they designed it to be sporty and bad. Yeah, the Corolla GR looks like a hot hatch, right, where you add a lot of uh, blister and a lot of, like, you know, arrow stuff to it to make it look fast, which it is, but it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't, like, baked that way. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, I nonetheless, I don't think that the GR Supra should be on this list. The next one on the list, number 12, is the Tesla Model Y. And that's an interesting one because I've seen ugly ones and I've seen good-looking ones. And you know what it has to do with, with me? What? Color. Yeah, we have. There's one. only a few different colors. So we have the red one. Yeah, it's like six. We yeah, have, but the red one looks good. We have the red one with black wheels. I think that looked good. Uh-huh. Uh, no chrome. I'm, I'm really sick of chrome, so I was happy that it was not chromey. Right, they they got rid of the chrome in like the last few years. Uh, Tommy says it looks like you know a dead fish. Uh there's yeah, other vehicles. It's got that front that doesn't. It, it's like it, it's just got that weird nose. Yeah, right? the nose kind of. Ha- it, it's not. It's not. The best looking. I still think that the Model S is one of the better yes, looking. I agree. Model S Plaid by far. Yeah, it's a really good looking Tesla. Yeah, Franz, I think you know you've done uh, you know interesting work. It's certainly recognizable. It certainly has. Well, Franz deserves a lot more credit than he gets. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Franz is the designer, uh, uh, and uh, but yeah, it's you know the, the problem with the Y is it looks like a tall, fat three. And the three wasn't exact. It isn't exactly a great looking car to begin. It's fine. So I think it's okay. You know what should but be on the this S list? Is beautiful. I think the X actually is. I like the X. More ungainly than I like, the Y. I like the X. Of course you do. I do. We had the X. I like the X. You know, we had the Y as well. We had. We, we had like the Y. You know what I like on the X? Uh, I like the door handles that touch each other. So you know what I mean. They, do you like the Falcon doors? I do. They, I like the Falcon. Falcon. I like the Falcon doors, and I like I like the design where the door work. handles actually touch each other. That's that is that part is cool, and the, and 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 the interior on the on the X is phenomenal, except for third. And then passages. I wish they hadn't got rid of that little active spoiler, right? That oh, was yeah. really cool. That's kind of interesting. So initially, it had a little spoiler that would deploy, and I I like remember the Corrado that had that little active spoiler too. But see, on the Corrado, it was awesome. Because it was it was gnarly and tubular, as opposed to modern days. The thing is, is that Elon is our age, right, or around our age, yes. and he is stuck in the '80s, kind of like we are with some cool stuff. Yes, we'll get to the vehicle that looks like <laughs> the '80s. Yeah, and so some of the stuff he does was cool back then, but now most people are like, really? All right, what's what's the ugliest deployable spoiler in history? And I, I, we we I own that. Car. Actually, I own two of those cars. Well, one of them because one. Only the turbo did it. The regular one didn't have the deployable. Uh, well, I'd say the coolest one was on the uh, Porsche Panamera. Yeah, Porsches have Be- pretty cool. Because that one came up and then it extended outward. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. That was but, cool. What was the stupidest one? Uh, it would only deploy, I'll give you a hint, it would only deploy 75 miles an hour, so if you wanted to deploy it, you had to use a little button underneath the uh, console. Was, was that the one that was up above the window? It was above the window, yes. Oh, what, what, what car was that? That was, uh, I that remember. Was a, that was a new Beetle. The new, new Beetle. Beetle. That's stupid. That, and, uh, <laughs> it looked like a baseball cat that came up. Kind yeah, of. and, and um, but then later on, you, yeah, you could flip the switch and just turn it on whenever you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, because but it was it, only on the turbo. It only and it would only come up God, uh, that was, that was at 75 miles an hour. That was the, the original new Beetle. Yes. Oh, what a terrible car. Yeah, and both your mom and my mom had one. Yes. Yeah, well, that's a whole, that's a different podcast right there. The crappy cars are mom's owned. <laughs> you know it's bad when, like, uh, even when you have it deployed, nobody notices it. <laughs> well, I don't really think it it, had, it functioned the way they wanted it to. And, you know, keeping the rear end of a front-wheel drive, well, whatever. You know, those spoilers and all that active arrow is back with a vengeance. The uh, Porsche 911 GT3 RS. Do you see the, like, the active arrow on that thing? Yeah. All, all the little, like... Different uh, body panels. Oh that, well, they're copying that, Mitsubishi. Hello. <laughs> yes, they have the shark's teeth. Yeah, the the VR4. Are you kidding me? And the whale, ha- the whale tail's back too. Yes. I love the whale tail. GT4 RS. That is a huge tail on that thing. That it, it is pretty damn cool. Let's move on though, um, because you uh, know those things don't do anything until you get like 110 miles an hour, right? Active Arrow is not going to help you putting down the highway at 55 miles an hour. <laughs> It's not going to do damn. No, it's not going to no, do damn. It really it's, is. It's ridiculous. It, cool. It, it's going to give you worse mileage. Um, so the next one, I'm going to kind of add to this because this is kind of BS. Okay. Because this is the Lexus LM350. For those of you who don't know, that's basically a minivan that is not uh, sold on our market. Not the Japanese. Yeah, the or the Toyota Alphard. But I will say I will replace that with my choice, which is the Toyota Sienna minivan, which I think is an extremely ugly vehicle, even though I think it's well-made. Um, and, and I like it. I would even buy one if I needed one for a big family. 
I, I hate looking at it. I just yeah, hate looking I think, at it. I think both that and the Honda aren't great. I think the uh, Honda's better looking. I think. I think the Pacifica is the best of it, that. Of that the Pacifica is yeah. smooth and, yeah. and yeah, I think it looks better. And even even the Carnival, the Kia Carnival is not too bad. Yeah, they tried to disguise the fact that to me. <laughs> yeah, they made it look a little bit like an SUV. I'll give them credit. So, uh, so the next one here, uh, Roman, you read this one because you have experience with this more than I do. I have no experience. Yes, like you do. Celestique. Are you kidding me? You you you've been dreaming about this. thousand dollars. Yeah. You want uh, it. Cadillac. That is exactly uh, up your electric alley. Electric car? Yeah, and it's on this list, and I think you disagree with it. I disagree. Exactly. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, look, I, ha I have never seen it up. Here's an interesting story, I'll tell you, which has to do with why I can't comment on this. So I was uh, at the Chicago Auto Show when the new uh, C7 came out. Now we're back. Not this, oh, no, no, it was a C8. Sorry. C8. Okay. It was a C8. It was a C8. It was a C8 came out, and I happened to see uh, Peter Schreier, who's... Yes. Who you know came from Audi and then moved over to Hyundai and became the chief designer. Tiger knows, you know, he did all that, right? And I was curious because he's very German, right? He's like very. Yeah, he is very German. Drexes mainly in black, right? With very dark, you know, designer. It glasses. looks yeah. It looks like he's gonna host Sprockets. Yes, exactly. You know, he's a designer. There, there's no doubt that if, if you walked up to the Hyundai stand and you saw him sitting there. You'd be like, that's the designer. He's also ridiculously intelligent. He I, is. I, I hate yeah. to give him credit, but he's yeah. the smartest guy in the room. Yeah, so I was like, hey, Peter, <laughs> probably a little bit more formal than that, but I was like, what do you think of the new uh, Corvette? Because I couldn't make up my mind. Right? The new Corvette's a little overwrought. Yeah, there's a lot of bends and, and twists. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think it might be too much in some ways. But And he said something you know really interesting and I think very uh, smart, and that is uh, he really can't comment on it until he sees it, you know, on the road, in traffic, uh, yeah. actually in its, like, natural element, because that's when you can really tell the design of a vehicle when it's, you know, like, you, you can't necessarily tell the beauty of a tiger behind bars at a zoo, but when it's running across the Chasing savannah, after you as you're in the, going through the savannah taking pictures of you, it. Then you see the beauty of the muscles and, you know, the, the fur flying, and so... I can get... I, I, so, I understand. And, and, yeah. and so, so I don't know about the Celestique, just for that, because I've only seen pictures of it. I've never stood next to it. Uh, my issue with the Celestique is... And I, it's the same issue... Okay. Uh, oh, okay, I'm going to do a rant. Get you here going. comes a rant. All right, yeah. here comes a rant. Buckle up, guys. All right, buckle up. <laughs> why, why is a GM and why is Ford building $300,000 cars? I, I Like, why, you know, the GTD Mustang. Yeah. Right? Why is Ford now competing with the 911 uh, GT3 RS? I, 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 you know, Ford, if anything, their DNA, their, their DNA is building the people's car, right? The Model T, which we bought. Yeah. So why are they, you know... Prancing around trying to build a competitor to uh, a 911. Now, that's not in their wheelhouse. I mean, I, 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 I get it that Jim Farley likes racing. He's a racer. He is a racer, yeah. And I get that, that you know, I get this under, this, this thing where you want to build like a Halo car. That's what But it they is. already have a Halo car, right? The well, GT they had it. It's gone. Well, it's still being, I mean, they're still building them. They're still, I don't I think mean, it's, I think they've, they're I think this year's the end of it. Yeah. But, but it's, it's, they have one. And it actually harkens back to a moment in time when they beat Ferrari at their old game, right? Mm, yeah. But but a, like a why does Cadillac want to try to compete with Rolls Royce, and why is Ford trying to compete with Porsche? I, I just don't understand. I think that money would be better spent, you know, figuring out you know how to like a million better ways to spend that money than, than building these like very one-off cars. And the problem with both of those, Nathan, mm -hmm. is the people who buy those aren't. Gonna be buy, you know, like if you buy a Cadillac Celestique, it's not like you're gonna be like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go get a Bolt myself, right? They're not they're not like typical GM buyers. They're not. Sometimes I think preaching to the choir is good. I know you're trying to do, like, companies always want to do conquest sales. Yeah. Right. But you're not you're not building a business by conquesting buyers from Rolls Royce unless you plan to turn the whole company around and make it into a low production. Uh, high-end car manufacturer. Which it used to be when they used to, use, especially when you used to use bodies by Fleetwood and yeah, some six, other Okay, all right, 16-cylinder Cadillacs. Yeah, V16. But those so, are long in the mirror, so, um, in the rear mirror. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put a, a little pin on this by adding okay. one little thing that right, I wrote. For Ford is building $100,000 trucks. Sure. Uh-huh. I was just listening to Tim's podcast. You know, you know Tim uh, from uh, SUV Truck and SUV Talk? Oh, the shortcut. Yeah, yeah, Master Doll. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. <laughs> so, hey, Tim. Yeah. So I was just listening to his podcast, and uh, uh, he asked this really interesting question. Uh, and I, I get the I get the sentiment, 
but the question was kind of funny. He asked, when will truck manufacturers stop building expensive trucks? <laughs> and when buyers stop buying them. Exactly. I mean, the, answer, the, the answer's already there. <laughs> so, like, like, the reason that they're buying, building these trucks is because... Um, there's an audience. There's an audience, right? Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're the owner of, I don't know, uh, let's say an oil drilling company, you're the, you're the big honcho boss in Texas, mm -hmm. and you need you know, a big old truck, and it's a write-off, then $100,000 probably isn't going to... It's not a big deal, and it's better than, than driving a Rolls-Royce. Um, but, here, but, but, but they have that, right? There, there's nothing... What, how do you go from selling, I don't know, pick the Cadillac. What's the most expensive Cadillac? Right now? Yeah. Probably. Like, a, like an Escalade, probably. Yeah, the Escalade, the, the big one. How do, you, how do you go from like an Escalade? Well, that's a hundred, over 100 grand. To, to the 300,000 Cadillac Celestique, that, that, that jump is way too much. I get how you go from an $80,000 truck to a $100,000 truck, or even a $120,000 truck, because you have that audience, but Cadillac does not have that. You know what other audience that Ford has? They also sell these little tiny things called Mavericks, and they've sold, they're so yes, popular that everybody wants them. So, I think yeah, that... Good point. Hey, take that money that you're putting into the GTD Mustang. Yeah. I'll let you finish up. I'm, I'm no, no, that's okay. No, no, that's fine. I apologize. No, no, that's fine. And then put it into, like, building Broncos where people are waiting for them for over a year now. Yeah. You know, how about, how about doing... I, I would agree that their resources maybe could be spent doing other things. However, one thing you have to keep in mind is that the racing branch of Ford is, is circling around this whole pond, right? And so... That is where they're focusing this particular vehicle that you're talking about. Whereas in Cadillac, that's a different story. Cadillac is looking for conquest sales, and they're also looking to increase the size of their footprint when it comes to electric vehicles. And so having these vehicles, and they're only going to make a few of them that are out there on the road, they're going to be able to throw them out there on the commercials, they're going to be able to throw them out there on a billboard, and you see that, and you're like, ooh, then you suddenly buy the next... Because Cadillac is going to be building less expensive electric vehicles in the future. Well, That'll cost they're, 50 grand yeah, or something like that. Doing, well, I mean, they are doing the Celeste. But, but the, the, the Lyric, sorry. The Lyric. Yeah. But, but there's going to be cheaper ones than that. And that's, we, we that's think, coming. We haven't seen no, no, no. no. They, 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 they've announced it. They announced no, no, it. I think we think they're building Lyrics. It's hard to say. Oh, that, it's hard to say. Yeah. No, I've seen them in them. California running around. But just, okay, so maybe that makes sense for the Celestique. But Nathan, the Mustang already has a top dog. It's a Shelby. And, and forever, the Shelby has been the top dog, and it's been mainly about straight line speed, right? Drag mm. racing. I don't think people who are buying Mustangs are looking at going and taking them road racing. Oh, I completely disagree. I, I think there's a small minority of people who are going to take them road racing, but I think if you're going to go road racing, Mustang is not going to be the vehicle. And, and I, I, can, I kind of have a good reason for that, and that is because Chevy tried to do that with the Camaro, right? The, the, the Camaro... Uh, and I've been on the track in the Camaro, especially the current generation, was very much track-focused, and yet it died. It died for many reasons. A lot of that had to do with the design of the vehicle and the fact that they didn't upgrade the right ways, and also it was too expensive at some point in time. And they just didn't do the proper ROI with uh, the research that Chevy did, as opposed to Ford, who looks at the Mustang and says, we can cover the entire spectrum by building X, Y, and Z car, which is why they do it. And, to be fair, Ford has been building track-based cars like the 302 Boss and a lot of those other ones uh, for years and years and years. So, so we're getting a little off topic yeah. here, but... Yeah, the 350 is very track-based, but once again, it's, to me, Mustangs are, are this, this, this quintessential thing, muscle cars. This, this other monster Mustang that they built is a completely different creature. This is basically an LMP car. Yeah, it is built by Multimatic. Yeah, it is a completely different vehicle. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah. All right, let's just jump to number. Yeah, nine. it's too easy to sit here and talk about it all day long. The Ram Promaster is number nine. It has a really big overbite. It does have a really big overbite, <laughs> but it's also completely functional. The reason the headlights and the bumper are built that way on the Ram Promaster yeah. is specifically so in traffic, if you bump into something. Those components can easily be fixed. That's why the headlights uh, are so high. Sorry, it's an underbite. It's an underbite, right, yeah. I guess you could say. Right, yeah. um, so all of the lower components on the front end, the reason it's built that way, and it's a Fiat design, uh, I believe, yeah, um, is specifically so if you get if you nail it when you're doing deliveries and everything else, you can easily replace have, have those components. Have you ever followed one of those? Huh? Have you ever followed one of those? Like been behind it? Yeah. There's like the suspension member that comes away across. Yeah, yeah, that lower component. It hangs down like, I yeah. would say like five inches from the ground. Yeah, it's, it's, it basically, it helps keep the rear wheels 
exactly where they're supposed but to it's be. Just, it's just so funny looking because you're like, if you run over a box, you're going to drag that. Yeah. Forget about going off. I've seen actually people modify those into overlanders. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how are you going to do that with that, with that bar? Yeah, it's not, it's not the best thing to do, although they do have an all-wheel drive version of it overseas. Uh, which, of course, we're not getting here because not enough people are interested. And if they do bring it over here, then it'll be ridiculously expensive. I, I mean, the ProMaster does look silly. So did also, like, it, look looks, at, it looks Italian. Yeah, but I mean, look at the is, Nissan right? NV200. I mean, that little thing was, was uglier. It was really ugly, but it was functional. What was, what was the, uh, what's the, what's the Fiat version? Du yeah, what's, what's du the, du Duplo? Duplo or something. Duplo, yeah, du yeah, it's very, you can just see it like running around like Rome, you know, with, uh, with uh, like uh, I don't know, grocery uh, getter kind of. I mean, they they did what they're supposed to do. Oh, you're talking about the little one. Yeah, the little guy. Oh no, this is the big one though. The, I know this is the big one. Yeah, the big one is is. I mean, I, I can see how the country that came they, up they with the They have to sit their espresso while they, they drive. They came it's up big. with the Ape, right? The eight. Yeah. The ape, right? The little three wheeled. <laughs> I love the stuff that the Italians do. But you can see the Ram Pro, that's like a direct, you can see the lineage that goes from Ape to uh, du, Duplo or whatever the hell it's I think it is du, Duplo. It's Diablo. It's the Diablo of Vans. Uh, let us know in the comments. I'm sure we're getting it. Yeah, yeah, we're screwing it up. Of course we are. Sure. Um, the next one here I don't agree with uh, on either side, even though I know that both of us aren't thrilled with the vehicle itself, and that is the Toyota BZ4X and Subaru Solterra. Um, I don't think they're ugly. Uh, I, I think they're unusual, and I kind of like the fact that they they look different. They look a little smart car, like where you've got these smart yeah. car. You know, you got these you know smart had these panels that were different colors that you could swap out, and those yeah. have those like different big panels like on the on the uh, uh, front wheels, right? They look like they're put together yeah, by, I, in Lego blocks a little bit. There's like a, there's a little bit of Lego ness to them. I, there, there's a lot of uh, lines that run. Uh, there's there's not a whole lot of curvy linear. Curvilinear, I can't pronounce it correctly, lines that go throughout it. It's very angular and... I, I can't even get... The style to me is irrelevant because the cars are like one generation behind. They yeah, they're, they're compliance slowly. cars is just simply what I, what I call them. I, I don't hate them. I just don't so, love them. Like it's like, it's like it, it, you know, like I'm surprised that Toyota actually did this with uh, Subaru because it feels like you know, too little, too late. I mean, I, I would have loved to have seen Toyota, and I think it's coming right now. There's a rumor oh. that the FJ is coming as a oh, they, new Toyota is on it. They've got a solid state battery tech that's that's coming out there. They're really on it right but, now. But you want you want your first electric car to kind of, you know, be the moonshot. Yeah, and, it was and, underwhelming. And, I'll and, say, you know, and not be the you know the follow up to like uh, other vehicles that are way ahead in terms of technology. So the styling to me is irrelevant because the car itself. Doesn't charge quick enough. Doesn't have enough range. Doesn't have enough battery. It's just, it's just, and, and it's selling. Ironically, no, no, they are selling because they've got some really good rebates. You know, the funny thing is, is that if this car were built in the United States uh, and sourced here, then you'd get your federal rebates and all that other stuff. And it's not. And yet, people are still buying them, uh, which I think is a little unusual. But I think people buy it based on Toyota's reputation for reliability. Yeah, but I'm going to say this uh, about the car itself. It's on this list. I, I guess some people just don't like the way it looks. I don't. I don't dislike the way it looks. Plus, also the name is horrible. It's like the BZ4X name is terrible. Like they took like you know, uh, dice and put four letters on them. No, isn't this Elon's <laughs> name? Elon's kid's name? It could be. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just, BZ Epsilon they took or something. Like a Sixteen-sided die with letters and numbers. They just threw it on. Yeah, like a sign, just like print. <laughs> oh, I got a B. Okay, B. Roll again. Uh, got a Z. So I, mean, no, I know what it means. It means four-wheel drive. Yeah, it's, it's not, yeah. Beyond, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Well, Beyond zero, four-wheel drive. Who gives a rat's ass? It's stupid. Yeah, it's it's really not the best. Toyota could do better with names. Yeah. Um, so uh, the next one, once again, I don't fully agree with this, is the Chevrolet Silverado. Yes, I know this is a car talk thing, but they, it's on the list there. There's actually two Silverados on this list, and yeah. I, I don't agree with either of them as long as it's the right trim. So, uh, you know, I think for a while ago, Chevy came up with this, like, I think there still was Tom Waters who did this. The, the fist. fist. into the wind, and, and then the heavy duty, like, tripled down on that, where yeah. it just looked like, it looked like it was a Silverado eating a Silverado. Yeah, it looked, <laughs> it, it did look angry. Yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, and it's on the list, it's number five, the HD version of it. So the HD version of it is a little bit overwrought. I actually think the regular Silverado is a very handsome vehicle, and like, with any style. With the Trail Boss trim, I think it's really good looking. Yeah, and with any styling, it's got to be a little controversial, it's got to be a little bit ahead of its time right and i think like the square body uh you know which i bet you if we were doing this back in the day 
we would be like, that is just the squarest, ugliest thing, and now everybody wants them. So maybe mm -hmm. 20, 30 years from now, uh, that design language will uh, grow on people, and people will be like, you know, that's kind of unusual. Or maybe not, I don't know. It's I don't mind it. It's interesting because you can, the one thing I like about the big three with their trucks is that they're all styling very different. And I, I like that because it, it, you, you don't look and go, well, that Ford looks a lot like a Chevy. I, I don't see that. Um, although the heavy duty trucks uh, sometimes do have a little bit of a similarity to them, Chevrolet, I think, just does something unique with their trucks and they look different from every angle. So there's that. But the other side of it is I, if you get the ones that are like the base models, the work trucks with the skinny wheels and tires, they do look a little ungainly to me. Uh, completely, completely agree, Nathan. Yeah. Uh, number six on the list, by the way. <laughs> it's the, not the first BMW. Yeah, the Chevy <laughs> Silverado was number five, so we'll skip that. But number yeah. six is the BMW i7 M70, which is the electric. Uh, uh, 7 Series. Uh, I don't mind it. Uh, it once again, BMW, we could spend this whole show talking about BMW styling. Uh, and, you know, uh, we're all some, over there, I, I have some comments about, you know, how how way out there they are. I remember when Chris Bangle was, uh. doing, was doing, you know, the the, 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 the styling for BMW. Yeah, and the, 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 bangle the, butt. Mold, the molding flame or the flaming butt or whatever he called it. Right, yeah, like flame captured in metal. Um, and uh, the smartest thing I read about that was they had kind of had to break the design language of BMW before then so that they could set off in a new direction. Mm. Maybe this is what they're doing here. Maybe they're just completely breaking the design language. Uh, what people, of course, hate is the big nose. The nostrils, yes. beaver teeth. Yes, the beaver teeth, yes, they're, they well, are very prominent. Yeah, well, it dominates the design, and unfortunately, like, for instance, we're looking uh, the, on the screen right now, that is the X, what is that, the... XM, uh, I think. XM, okay. Now, the XM, I like That's the profile. That's number two on our list since we're yeah. there. Uh, it, it, I like the profile. I do. From the side, I, I kind of like how blocky it is, I but I like can't stand the nose. I can't stand looking at the nose of it. I kind of feel like they designed the car for a Bulgarian gangster. Right, I mean, that just looks like it's 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 just it's a lot, Nathan. It's just a lot of everything. A lot. Of, it's a lot over of I'll say that. A lot of angles. Yeah. A lot of colors, right? Because at night those nostrils light up. Uh, it's got it's that. It's just what I want. It's got that moon roof, right? Where it's got like like Rolls Royce does, where you can, stars. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a lot. Uh, they threw everything in the kitchen sink at it. I I just think. I was, I was at a BMW dealership recently and I asked them if they're selling the XMs and they said no, they're not really selling. And I, I'm not surprised at $160,000, it's a lot of money. The tech is amazing, like BMWs, you know, they drive amazing, the tech is amazing. It's just that visually, terrible, terrible. And I'll get to the other ones in a minute because there are others on the list, but I want to go to number four on the list because this is another one that really depends on the trim, I think, um, and that is the Jeep Grand Wagoneer. Yeah, one of the commenters on Jalopnik on the story, which did come from Jalopnik, so check it out, guys, said it looks like five different cars smashed into one. I don't disagree with that. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Actually, however. Well, the problem, look, here's a couple things about the Grand Wagon here. First of all, uh, they did body color, like B and C pillars. Yeah. Most B and C pillars, right? A pillar is the front, is where the, uh, where the front uh, windshield. windshield is, and B is kind of, you know, behind the driver's head, yada, yada. Uh, uh, you know what they are, but they did body colored. And when you do that, you run the risk of basically designing an airport uh, shuttle van. <laughs> it, it looks very <laughs> fleet glass, yes. It looks a little bit like um, a Suburban, you could say. My problem with it is I have two issues. One is the wheel arches are too small. Yes. So the wheels look tiny on this stretched vehicle. Another problem is there's the Jeep Grand Cherokee that exists. And it looks too much like a Jeep Grand Cherokee, which in my mind means that when you buy this, you have to squint and go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the other one. That's, yeah. And they're completely different under the, in, in terms of under the skin. They just dropped the V8 out of the Grand Wagon. Yeah, yeah, care? they did. Yeah, they're, they're almost done with their V8s with Jeep at this care? point. Do I care? Yeah, no, well, I haven't driven the Hurricane yet, so i got to drive the Hurricane and see how that is. But with the, I mean, that big V8 they had before was awesome. I, I, if you look at the one with the, the, the big wheels that kind of fill up the arches and the big tires, it's okay. The one that was at the Easter Jeep Safari looked great. So I've got two stories, and none of which are uh, grand about the vehicle. Okay. I'll tell you both. Uh, so the first story, a Jeep was kind enough to lend me the Jeep Grand Wagoneer, like the upper trim, you know, with the seven or maybe more screens. Remember that? Yeah. yeah it's got like it's got like beautiful a interior. Screen. Beautiful interior. Yeah. It looks looks very upmarket. Like they basically went after Range Rover. Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah. easily. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was really loving it. I was driving it around. 
Uh, and then I go to park it at the hotel, and this like 80-year-old guy comes up to me and he goes, what is that? And I go, that's a new Grand Wagon here. He goes, can I sit in it? I love that thing. And, you know, like an 80-year-old guy. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? It, it, if, if it had been a, a young lady, for instance, I would have been like, I'm getting one of these tomorrow. Right, right. But the 80-year-old guy with like white shoes and golf clubs, like, like if it's resonating with him, I, I, it's a red flag. Oh, I thought he would get angry at it and throw his clothes. No, he loved it. He was like, this like is the most beautiful vehicle I've ever seen. And uh, I'm like, oh. okay. Well, they, but that, but he's also, the, he is one of the, the target that, yeah. yeah. And think about how expensive they are. They're yeah. really, really pricey. Yeah. He, he almost wounded. And then the other story I've got, uh, Mark Allen, who used to be, you know, you know Mark, right? The yeah, he's our guy. The chief uh, designer. Former chief designer. designer yeah, he retired and uh, has left. I still think uh, he should uh, work for us. Sure, yeah, Mark. Uh, come work I for already us. offered a minimum wage. He hasn't called me back okay. yet. Yeah, Mark, feel free. Come, minimum wage in Boulder is really good. You, you could do this list. You could actually critique these cars much better than we can. <laughs> but anyway, he's a lot smarter than uh, us. When, when I was there when they unveiled this, uh -huh. uh, and Mark was uh, uh, like uh, very uh, keen to point out that he had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty damn funny when you're just like. You see them kind of pull back and go, oh, no, I'm sorry, that's not my department. <laughs> that's, that's not me. Um, yeah, I, I just... I, it, or very little to do with it. Yeah, but they're gonna, I've seen a ton of them on the road. I, they, they're selling. Oh, they yeah. really are selling, and it's no surprise. And they get terrible mileage, but they, they, are, they drive, they're sweet to drive. Um, and we've taken one off-road. There's actually a video. Go to alltfl.com, and you can find that video there. Uh, it's actually, it did well. Um, All right, let's do one more. We'll do number three. We did the, the number two is BMW X7. Number one is BMW iX. We kind of talked about it. Pretty much everything BMW that has large snouts is on here. <laughs> All right, number three. Uh, this is kind of stealing Andre's thunder mm, not on the truck channel. But the Tesla Cybertruck. What do you think? Because that's, uh, you, by the way, uh, did you know they missed their deadline again? Uh, no! Yes, Mr. Musk promised that they would be delivered. Third quarter, right? Third quarter, yeah. and we are now in the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, they're out there on the road. Actually, you guys got a video of one yeah. that's... that's Altfl.com. Uh, yeah, uh, for those of you who are listening, uh, Altfl.com, what we, what you'll see there is uh, images, and I believe a video. Well, that was, that, that was the little thing I was trying to pull up. Some guy had actually... Put a comment that you know we said they're not doing deliveries yet, and the rumor is that October 26th they're going to have a big delivery uh, mm -hmm. like party for you know invited guests, not media because they don't like media. Uh, and then one of the comments was, uh, "My friend already has one," and I'm like, I reply, mm -hmm. I'm like, uh -huh, "Send me a picture, dude, with your friend next to it." Yeah, right. There's so much, God, guys. If I, I really, really, one more rant, last one before we stop get BSing on. us. Yeah, guys, we under, this is we live and breathe. Cars and trucks. This is our world. This is including all, EVs. This is all we do, and, and yeah. especially all of you Tesla fanboys. Please knock off the BS, like where you know you're just completely brainwashed by Tesla propaganda. First of all, Tesla does not have a PR department in America. They have one in Europe, but not in America. Yeah. Uh, so you know the the, the, the stuff we gleam. Uh, is hard because there are no press releases, there's no press website. So me and Andre, in this video, we're talking about like, you know, the various payloads and everybody's like, well, it's gonna have the greatest payload ever. And I'm like, we don't know what the sure? payload is. We, 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 they have not announced anything. The only thing they announced officially was that it was gonna be uh, sold, uh, what was that? Oh yeah, four years ago, Nathan, four, years, four years ago. That's what they announced officially. You know, another comment, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, this thing's gonna sell because it'll never rust. Hey, dude, you know what else doesn't rust? Aluminum. And what is, what what other vehicle, what other truck is made of aluminum? Well, Ford F one fifty. Yeah, of course. Out, yeah. The outside of but, it is. Um, but so you see what I'm saying? I see exactly. They, they, what you're they, they, to, I'm the, not disagreeing with the you. The comment was like, "Oh, this thing's gonna sell because it won't rust." First of all, everything rusts. Entropy. Everything eventually falls apart, mm -hmm. even aluminum. But dude, the Ford F one fifty has been aluminum now for like five years. Come on. You know, if you don't know, oh, another comment was, I guess they did a video, I didn't see this, where they parked it in a garage because it fits in a standard garage. Nathan, what is a standard garage? What's what's exactly is a, what building size is a standard garage? Yeah, I know, seriously. And, and that's, there's an awful lot of pickup trucks that do fit in garages, too. Uh, here's another important how, how, point. How, here's an important point, yeah, Gorman. Um, Mr. Musk said that this thing would float and that it could be used as a boat temporarily. So, I challenge you, for the guy who says, oh yeah, my friend just got one, uh, put it in an aqueduct and cruise across it. Send us a picture, please. Take a picture, video, take video, too. Right now, there is a vehicle that the Chinese built 
that is available, that you can buy, that is amphibious, well, and it's electric. So let's see it happen well, with the Cybertruck. Well, well, hold on here, Nathan. First of all, all vehicles, all the cars will float for a time. For a time. Yeah, for a time. <laughs> I don't know. There's certain ones I, 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 that I think are going to sink to the bottom very quickly. But as long as you can keep the water out of the cabin, there's enough buoyancy with the air in the cabin that most vehicles will float until, of course, the water displaces the air. Yeah, but I mean, when, but having a vehicle that actually has a boat mode where you can actually cruise around and the whole point is, is that it won't eventually sink, that's a different story. But, but let me get back to this commenter. I'm, I'm so like, it just it's bugging me so much. He's like, oh, Tesla said it'll fit in a standard garage. Yeah. How many full-size trucks have you seen in the garage? A few. Really? Yeah. I'm, you know, but, I mean, we've, my, owned, we've owned every full My size. garage can hold a full-size truck, though. But, but, but your standard. garage also probably has a bike and probably has a whole bunch of other stuff where, sure, if there was nothing else in the garage yeah. and, and you, you, you drove that vehicle all the way to the wall. And by the way, uh, the guy with, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Rivian Dad, mm -hmm. he actually cut a hole in his garage and the snout of the vehicle pulls so, out so, the yeah. back. I've seen people do that with bumpers too, like like cut a thing so the the rear bumper can actually fit and, in. And that's a Rivian in a standard garage, right? But it did, which but, is smaller. Yeah, no, my, my garage. I mean, I have a full size house. And, have, you, you know, have you ever put a full size truck in your garage? Yes, I have. What what truck? Yeah. I put a Ford F one fifty in my garage, and it was basically the same exact size as a Lightning. Uh -huh. And it, in order to do that, though, I had to move. I have tool benches that have wheels, yeah. so I had to move those out of the way, okay. and I had to park it at a slight angle so nothing else could fit in there in order to get into my garage. But I have a good sized garage though. Yeah. And I think it's slightly standard, uh, larger than standard. But there's a point here. My vehicle fits in any garage. And I have a little tiny beep 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 pickup. And the whole point about sure. those things Something. is their cars yeah, basically. Their cars, yeah. yeah. Look, I have a huge three car garage, mm -hmm. uh, deep, wide. And I have put a pickup truck in there exactly once because it's such a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. First of all, the first thing that happens uh, is uh, that little thing that hangs down right from your uh, garage door opener. Because yeah, it slaps the top. Slaps of the, truck. the top of the truck and slaps the. And it can get caught too. And it can get caught if you have a roof rack. It's going to get caught. Yep. And then you loosen the garage door, which then comes slamming down. Yep. <laughs> anyway, anyway, you go ahead, dude. You put your. You, I want to see you live with a full size truck. Okay. So, so I want to put this out there now. By the way, I, even though we're hating on the truck, and I. It's on this list. I'm no, no, I, I am. I, I can't stand looking at it. Okay. Um, I, and I, there's a very popular rumor that the designers at Tesla actually built an alternate uh, design that was ready to go if Elon finally changed his mind, and so they would come out with something a little bit more conventional, usable, no, aerodynamic. No, no, it's, it's the other way. I actually talked to Franz about. That. Oh yeah. Yeah, at the launch, he, he actually apparently he came out with like three different designs that were in the same design language of the current Tesla vehicles and. Uh, Mr. Musk would come into the office and say no. And well, that's what I'm saying. But they they reserved one. They kept one in case he decided to change his mind. I don't know about that. Yeah, but, that's but, that's the but reason. But they, they drew a bunch, and he was like, no, no. And then finally, uh, Franz like penned this dystopian Mad Max vehicle, which is now the Cybertruck that we know. And that's mm -hmm. my biggest problem with it. Uh, you know, uh, I know that it's fun to be a 12 year old in 1980 and watch Mad Max and see this world where you know the the, the vehicles are all these like crazy things. But who wants to live in that world? Who wants to live in a world, Nathan, where you have to have a bulletproof vehicle? Oh, I do. I do, because then I can wear pads and have a mohawk and, and have like a hot chick on the back of a bike and everything else and like she's all like angry and scarred. Yeah, that's and, what I want. And then you're being chased by, what's that guy's name, the, the bad guy? Oh, oh, uh, Maximus or... No, Max uh, Monstrous or... Yeah. Oh, what was his name? Um, and I'll remember after the podcast, of course. Uh, humongous. Humongous. Yeah. <laughs> with, with the hockey mask. In a lifted whatever the... With all Cadillac. muscular... In a lifted Cadillac. Oh, you're talking about the other... Well, anyway, the point is, is that... Um, whether or not you guys like the Tesla Cybertruck, I think we can all agree that it is polarizing. It is. And one of the only issues I have with, no, it's the many issues, but one issue I have with it is that I like individuality. I like being able to take a vehicle and say, hey, I want a different color. You really can't do that right now with this truck. And so it's very much like in the DeLorean way of doing things. And by the way, there were a limited number of DeLoreans that were painted and they looked awesome. So I'm hoping that down the line, some of you guys out there and the dude whose friend owns one, which he doesn't because you're lying. Anyway, the, if your friend owns one, have him get a paint shop or even a wrap on it. Because it would be really cool to see what these look like with colors on them. I'm, I'm interested. I'd love to see it. Yeah. 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 Of course, DeLorean tried it. 
Yeah, well, that's when, well. by then, it was already over. Now, I do have a couple of extra vehicles, so I'm going to add to this Before list. you get to that, I'm going to do a little quick PSA. Okay. As a commenter also said that uh, Mr. Musk apparently promised that it's going to have the highest payload of any truck out there. Mm. Uh, so let, let me just quickly explain payload to you. <laughs> so payload is how much weight a truck can hold. Mm -hmm. Once upon a time, a half ton can mm -hmm. hold a half a ton. Right. Now, of course, much more than that. Yeah, sure. All right. But here's the problem. It also includes everything that comes with the truck. Mm -hmm. So the problem is that batteries are very heavy. So they are indeed. If you have a truck with a payload of X, you have to subtract the weight of the battery from X. And that is why most electric trucks, and I don't think that, once again, uh, even Tesla can escape the physics of this, have really poor payloads because most of the payload capacity of the truck goes to... Already the, went away to the battery. Already yeah, went yeah. to the batteries, yeah. Unless, yeah. unless Tesla makes what some was a, we have unicorn... Our lightning... What was it? Tears. <laughs> They're very light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you spit in the back of it, it was, it was too much. Um, so, and keep in mind that, um, you know, we, we don't doubt the fact that this probably will be able to tow quite a bit, but the minute you hook up a trailer to it, you're probably at or over your payload once you hook them in, because that, that's pushing down on the truck, that's payload. Anything that pushes gravity, anything that pushes down on the truck is payload. So and, keep that in mind when and, you guys are towing with it. And usually when you're towing with it, for all you guys out there, you want uh, the tongue weight to be 10% of your payload. That's usually how it's measured, yeah. yeah. Or, or, you know, so, so whatever payload you have left, take 10% of that, and that's how much tongue weight you can have. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that limits how big of a trailer, because the bigger the trailer, the more tongue weight you're going to push down on the truck and if it's a battery powered vehicle it's already losing much of that payload to the batteries anyway that's the other PSA. Speaking of which we have a wonderful video with the brand new Chevy Silverado EV where Andre is doing several towing tests and uh, with uh, Case and with other people and it's all over alltfl.com check it out and uh, yeah well, I just want to move on because I, yeah, once again I, I love the tech that Tesla uses I am not a fan of some of the other stuff that goes on. I am curious to see whether or not the Cybertruck lives up to the hype, if it's worth the four-year wait, if it's actually capable of doing what initially it was supposed to, if it's going to float and turn into a boat that I can fish out. And if you're, if you're on the waiting list, which we are, but you get yours early, let us know. We'd love to make you and your truck a YouTube star by actually profiling you on an episode of Doodle Ever Absolutely, yeah. and we will only listen to what you have to say about it as opposed to letting Roman like go on a thing and point and going, that's a wrong truck. You get to talk no, about no, it, we'll, but, we'll, but, but we'll, honestly... We'll slide Andre. Yeah, we'll, we'll have Andre. Me, you'll get Andre. Yeah, you'll get Andre, but but please be honest. Just just stop telling us that you guys own one. I, there's like one guy who told me he had like three Model Xs or whatever. Come on. So anyway, um, let's get on to the end of this list, and we're going to put uh, end this whole segment with a couple extra vehicles I wanted to add. All right, let's, let's see what you guys got. Um, okay, so one of them Good. is the Rolls-Royce Cullinan. Yeah. Ooh-wee. I mean, it, from the side, it looks like a beefy Range Rover, even from the back, but from the front, oh my goodness gracious, why? Why? With the squinty headlights, I know you wanted it to look like a Rolls-Royce, but what an awful decision. I'm sorry. Rolls-Royce doesn't like us anyway, so who cares? Um, you know, it's, no, seriously, the, they, I mean, the Bentley Bentayga looks better, and I don't think that's that great. Yeah, it, I agree. It yeah. looks better. The Cullinan no, it just uh, looks terrible. It looks like... Uh, it's like know. an afterthought. They slapped on the front end with an afterthought, you know? It looks like the, the front of a Rolls Royce slapped on the back of, like, uh, a van. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, it, it's really weird. It, it's disjointed, and I honestly am not a big fan. Um, another vehicle that uh, I reviewed wow. is the Dodge Hornet. But the Hornet GT with the big wheels and everything, I think looks okay. But the Hornet, the regular ones that come with the standard skinny wheels, looks... Terrible. It's such a, a sad design when you don't have the right wheels, tires, and everything else to go with it. I mean, when you put on those Alfa Romeo kind of like Fonda wheels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then it looks great. Then it looks but, really good, yeah. But, but, and that can be said for a lot of vehicles. But with the ra if you get a regular one, I just think that they look just, just like a, an afterthought again. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I know that the Alfa guys are going to say, well, that's because they stole the uh, Tonale and changed it yes you're right but at the same time it just doesn't look right it's it's, a, it's always a problem with uh, badge engineering it, mm, it's always it a problem is. when you when you take something and make it into something else uh usually the design suffers and i i'm so sad for because dodge built some of the most alluring uh fantastic uh manly you know guttural awesome cars rock and roll cars and and then to lead on the new dodge and say here it is 
Do you remember when Volkswagen uh, uh, basically uh, badge engineered or basically took the minivan? The Roton. The Roton. Uh, remember that? Oh, that was also... Uh, that was a nightmare. Was and even Volkswagen admitted, like, yeah, we shouldn't have done this. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, I think it was a town and country back then, right? It yeah. It was before the Pacific Vessel. Well, what happened was they had to stop selling the Eurovan here. Uh, they could no longer make it compliant. And so they needed a van to sort of as a stopgap. And so they did this Roton thing. And it was it didn't sell very well. And it was it was dreadful in so many ways. I had to review that van. Yeah, because you got, you got two companies with very different... Uh, like engineering mm. uh, ideals and ethics, and, yeah. and you know that are trying to now come together, and, and you see it in the Supra, same problem, right? It just, it just, it just. I, I, I don't even think it works with the Fiat. The Fiat One Two. Oh well, obviously, judging uh, based on the sales uh, of and the for, Fiat. For a long time, like in the eighties, there was a lot of badge engineering. Yeah, and in the seventies, even you know, and people were like, this, you know, this does not work. Uh, sometimes it works, like, it, it, I think for a while it worked if it's within the same company. So if you have a Pontiac and a Buick and a Chevy that are basically the same vehicle, I think it can work because it's the same engineers. Right, you're but, just, you're doing a step up with the interiors or you're doing a step up with the... Look, uh, look at the Tahoe and the Yukon. I think both those work and underneath they're basically the same car. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right? Uh, I think that works, but when you have two different companies, and, and that lesson somehow was forgotten. Well, and it's back again, and it's back in full swing, and it's not working. It's not. It doesn't work with the Hornet Denali. It doesn't really work with the Supra and the Z4. Uh, I, just go down the line. It's just not working. So the final car on my list, and I, I, I'm going to say this caveat. There's uh, another one I went out and actually tested this thing, and it's the Honda HRV. That is the replacement for what I used to think was kind of an inventive, cool little, unusual car. And then Honda replaced it with what I think is kind of a sad, expressionless little car that the front end kind of looks like a Ford Fusion, but with that that has a frown and instead of a smile, it's it's just dowdy and it's a shame because even when they tried to gussy it up at the Tokyo Auto Show, it looked terrible last year. And it's a shame because Honda usually builds, I think, fairly decent looking cars, but the the HRV over the past few years, I would just look at it every time I see it, I shake my head. It's just for a happy car market, which is what you want that car to be in. It's a sad car. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, Honda's very conservative, right? They are conservative, but usually that I think that they're good with their aesthetics, yeah, and they, they tend to make what I think are pretty good-looking. I think good -looking the Pacific cars. is really good-looking. I think it's great-looking. Yeah. I, I even I, I some people don't uh, like the new Accord. I think the new, the new Accord is yeah, I, 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 I like it. Yeah. I like the squared-off design. But, but you're right; it's a little, it's a little just, uh, it's, stayed and a little. Kind and of, if you look it's at the back, too conservative. Yeah, and it's just kind of dumpy-looking, and it's just nothing yeah, about it makes me happy. Droopy, exactly. And the old one. The previous generation was kind of different and dynamic, and it also, actually, frankly, was I think a better car, the older one. Anyway, with all that being hey, said, hey, I have an idea. Yeah, Honda. I've got a. You know how the designers put up like inspirations out. Oh sure, sure, yeah. Hello Kitty. I think they've done that in Japan. Or for the new HRV, Hello Kitty. Do a Hello Kitty version. Oh, okay, with a little kitty thing going on. And, and I, there you go, That's guys. For, for you. those of you who are who are listening and, and, and to the podcast, he's doing a little head bob of the kitty. And, and, and the arm bob. <laughs> and the arm bob. Hello, kitty. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Uh, you've wasted another. I shouldn't say that. that I'm stealing that from a car dog. Uh, you've uh, wasted another day with us. Thank you. Yes, you uh, please let us know in the comments below what you think, not only about this list, but also other vehicles that you think that are currently being built, sold in the United States, that are not very attractive to look at. Yeah, and remember, uh, four wheels for the body, two wheels for the soul, Nathan. And one wheel for the psychopath. <laughs> All right, thanks for watching. Check out altfl.com. See you next time. Ciao. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.